Welcome to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibell. Literary Speaking is the author's guide to writing and publishing, sharing tips and tricks for aspiring authors. Crystal Lee's expert guests will bring you the latest information on how to write and publish your book into being. Are you ready to tell your story? Here's your host. Welcome to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with Carrie Cohen. Carrie is a psychotherapist and part of the writing faculty at the Red Earth Lower Residency MFA. She's also authored the memoirs Loose Girl, Dirty Little Secrets, and Seeing Ezra, as well as several young adult novels and The Truth of Memoir. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Carrie, why do you write memoir? Oh, thanks. Um, I write memoir um, because I uh, I don't really see actually another way to get through life. Um, it's a way for me to uh, make sense of of my experiences um, and to feel less alone with them. Like I'm like I'm part of a larger um, system and 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 part of a larger conversation about the things that that happened to me. So, um, so it's a way to sort of like organize my life into narratives um, so that it gives it purpose and it doesn't feel as, um, so I don't feel as like untethered in the world. Mm-hmm. Memoirists sort of fear the backlash they receive as a result of spilling their secrets onto the page. Did you go through this experience with family and friends? Um, not so much with family. I was really lucky in that my family was, hugely, hugely supportive, which is, uh, which is surprising considering the, the things that I write about. Um, with Loose Girl, for instance, I let my, well, I let my sister read it uh, before it went into copy editing, and she was just really supportive. I mean, she, she said that she didn't, she hadn't experienced things the same way, of course, which you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of the one of the things that that people need to know when they write memoirs that your your memories are your memories, and that's a memoir is by definition a history, uh, or rather, not it's a history, but it's a story of your memories. It's not it's not a story of something that actually happened. It's a story of your memories. So my so my sister uh, read it and said that she was she was cool with it, um, and then. I was terrified about my parents reading it and they, um, my father it fully admits that he's not, he wasn't going to read it. Um, not, you know, which is actually kind because he said it's a, it's a story about my daughter's sex life. Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to yeah. read it. Um, which I, you know, is great. And, um, yeah. and my, and my mother was just really supportive and, um, has, regularly been supportive of me with it um so and then actually the people i think this is probably most important for your listeners is that for i had all these fears you know about my family it turns out my family had no problem with it and um the people who did have problems with it were surprised like one of like i thought that i had written that book almost as a as a uh, an apology to this ex-boyfriend in there. I mean, at least a big part of it was like an apology. And he's mm-hmm. one of the people who like will never talk to me again. <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah, yeah. 
So you never know. I mean, I think that's the most important thing is that you just don't know how people are going to respond. You don't know who is going to respond in the ways they do. So you can't control it, I guess, is, is the important thing for, for writers to know. Um, you, you have to write your story. And, um, mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the one that feels most meaningful um, to you and the one that feels like it's, it's hitting on, on that conversation that you're trying to have with yourself and with others and with the, with the larger world um, and not worry so much about other people because you have no idea what, who's going to feel what, you know, you can't control how other people feel. It's a good life lesson. (laughs) Exactly. What did you find? What was the reaction of the press to your work? Did they tend to be supportive or did they sort of try to sensationalize your story in any way? Yeah, my experience with press uh, was really surprising. And again, another example of I had no idea what what was going to come. Um, and it was completely wrong. It was completely different from what I thought. I was bracing myself. Um, so again, with Loose Girl, I was bracing myself for the, for the, the fact that I assumed that the culture had a problem with, with, girls having sex with and young women having sex and um so I, I thought for sure that that the criticism I would get would be about basically being a slut and in fact I got almost none of that um and and was hugely hugely criticized for not being slut enough to write the book <laughs> 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 it's so, like a whole new uh, level and so slut yeah, it's like bloody enough it is. <laughs> it is and it was all you know and it was really depri- it was really upsetting because it was all women too it was all, it was almost all wow. women and um yeah it was really um it was it was depressing you know i consider myself a feminist like you know i felt like what i had written mattered in the in on a fe- level of of feminism and um, and those were the people who were who were pissed about it. I mean, not all mm-hmm. of them, of course. There was also some really good response, but in general, the um, the larger voices were that was the main one. Is that I didn't have enough. I didn't. I didn't have enough slut cred to be to be um, <laughs> writing a book about being a slut. You know. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it was a surprise, crazy. but it was also it was crazy, and it it really um, it toughened my skin early on. So um, I'm less I'm less affected by such things at this mm-hmm. point. Well, and I think too, when you're writing memoir, you kind of have to have a thick skin. I mean, you're going to deal with rejection, yeah. you know, when you're querying your book, and then when it comes out to the public, I mean, it's you know, you've really exposed yourself, so it's like you're open to reviews from critics and and from other yep. women and other people, and so it's one of those things. Did you find, you know, when you decided to begin writing memoir, did you? did you tell people you were writing your story or did you wait and keep it quiet until it was almost time to publish? Yeah, I didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody I was writing that memoir, um, until right, until it was almost time to publish. Um, afterward, after, after the first memoir then, so with seeing Ezra, I, um, I was a little more vocal about it. Again, you know, again, you don't want to, I mean, just like with anything you're writing, it's sort of like a, 
a, a writer's um, uh, superstition that you don't want to say too much about what you're writing because it's like mm-hmm. then it, it kind of goes away and it, and you you've lost it or something. Um, so so I didn't tell too many people. I mean, at, at my my husband at the time knew I was writing it, and um, and like a couple of my friends knew that I was writing it, uh, but I you know I wasn't telling I wasn't telling the world. Uh, much mm-hmm. of anything about it. So, and also part of why that's the case is that the thing with memoir, and this has been true for each of the memoirs I've I've written. I've I've two others coming down the um, coming down the pike. One that one that is um, ready for uh, one that needs a huge amount of revision, and one that's about halfway written um, and ready for uh, to be sold. Um, the thing that I I didn't expect about writing memoir and is a part of why you have to stay quiet is because one of the most important things in writing memoir is form and, and trying to figure out its form because every memoir has its own best way to tell its story. And you kind of don't know what it is um, mm-hmm. uh, until like with loose girl, I really lucked out and it just kind of came out. Uh, it, it turns out chronologically was the way to write it, which makes it a lot easier. But with uh, with seeing Ezra, I started off the whole different thing, and it just took me, you know, you kind of have to write toward, keep writing and keep writing and and, and write toward what the truth of, of the story is, you know, because you might think mm-hmm. it's one thing. That's what happened for me with seeing Ezra. I thought I was writing one thing, and then it wasn't until, um, it really wasn't until I figured out the form which again I got from writing and writing and writing um, that I understood that this was about a story about seeing, trying to see my autistic son clearly amid all the noise of of, of autism in our culture. So, um, and I didn't know exactly what it was. I didn't know that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, initially I actually tried to write something sort of funny, and it just wasn't true. It wasn't true to yeah. the story. So I, I, you know, so that's the thing with memoir. I mean, maybe it's true with fiction too, but, but with memoirs, there's a lot of, of throwing out of pages <laughs> that you have to be prepared yes. for. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like peeling back. It's, it is kind of like peeling back an onion. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that metaphor because onions are stinky, but there's, you know, there's, <laughs> there, there is sort of like the getting to, I guess it's more like, like chipping away at the, at the rock to find the, mm-hmm. the the beautiful sculpture inside um, because it, it takes it really takes a while to kind of drop into and find what the true story is. Exactly. Well, everyone, you're listening to Literary Speaking with Crystal E. Quibble, and today I'm talking with Carrie Cohen, memoirist, psychotherapist, and MFA writing program faculty at the Red Earth Low Residency. When we come back, we'll discuss how memoir can affect our personal relationships, the cost of telling our truths, and how to write with integrity and honesty. At the end of the show, we'll share how you can win a free copy of The Truth of Memoir. Tweet with us on Twitter at WriterCrystal with the hashtag memoir. We'll be right back. Your story is begging to be told, but do you know where to start? Crystal Lee Quibell is dedicated to helping you achieve your book publishing dreams. Go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com, and sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter today. 
Welcome back to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee, and we're continuing our conversation today with author Carrie Cohen. Carrie, how did you come to publish your very first book? Um, I had uh, my very first book was was my, oh young adult novel, and it was actually on the same uh, sort of subject matter and theme and thematic matter as Loose Girl. Um, it's called Easy, and um, I, you know, I think that initially when I first started trying to write the story, I was trying to write Loose Girl, and then I got discouraged um, because I couldn't seem to get it right, and so it's it's Easy was sort of like almost my way of getting at the story in a way that felt a little less why even though easy worked out and was successful as a book um i i went back to wanting to write loose girl cuz i felt like i still hadn't truly gotten to the truth of that story um which also i got criticism for because um because the people in the press were like were like oh my god you wrote two books that are the same book which isn't true at all <laughs> um mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. completely different completely different books but um but it yeah. is true that that it took me writing that first one to sort of be able to uh get more brave really to in order to write the the more true story which is the memoir mm-hmm. and how did you i mean how did you find your agent and you know did you already have an established relationship or did you get a referral um, I was one of those rare people who had a really, really easy time with it. And so mm-hmm. I always feel a little bad telling this story because I don't think this is usually how it goes. Um, <laughs> but um, I, at that point, even though I had my MFA in writing, I had since pretty much left that world um, and had even taken two years off from writing to get my master's in counseling um, and I, and I didn't even know if I was going to go back to writing. So by the time I was ready to look for an agent, I knew nobody anymore. I had no connections. So uh, I literally just went to agentquery.com, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And I made a list of um, my top, uh, the top agents that I would want that would work best for my work. And then, um, and then I just started with the two at that time, this was, um, this was back in 2005, I think. I'm thinking mm-hmm. 2005. I think so. Um, anyway, there were only two of them that took email queries. Everyone else, uh, all the rest of them, you had to send in, uh, actual like hard, like, uh, hard copies. <laughs> Snail mail. So, um, so I just started with the two that had that took email queries, and um, or I think there were three of them, three of them, and then and then two of them requested the manuscript, and the first one that got back to me said he wanted it, and then that was that. So it was like really fast, actually, um, and I don't think that's and it went like I had like like almost pretty much no rejection and that's not how it usually goes so I always feel a little bad telling that story um meanwhile though I do want to say that yeah go ahead 
I think I think it's important though because there's always an exception to the rule. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. you know everybody has a different story of how they they came to become published and represented. So, I yeah. mean, a lot. You know, it's great advice to, you know, go and, and map out a plan. You mapped out a plan and you were like, here, here are the three people that are taking email queries at a time when that was, that was new, you know? Yes. So I, yes, yeah. that's true. And, in, and because it was so easy for me, um, I feel almost obligated um, to help people. So I just want to say mm-hmm. that too, that I think, I think it's part of being a, uh, a writer, part of being a, a writer who has had success, I think, is to um, give back to the literary community by um, helping in whatever way you can. So I, as much as possible, I try to help connect people because now I know a, a number of people mm-hmm. in the literary world. You know, I, I do my best to to help people who don't don't have that sort of, you know, who are kind of like where I was, where they don't know anybody. Um, mm-hmm. and aren't necessarily going to have the kind of luck I did. So, Absolutely. In the process of writing memoir, can, you know, some, it can be therapeutic for some people and triggering mm-hmm. for others, whether it's the writer or their fa- friends and family. What would you recommend for aspiring writers to do to sort of honor their truth while also trying to write with integrity? Well, I mean, it's a, it's sort of a stigma to say that writing memoir is therapeutic, but the bottom line is it is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I never really understood <laughs> yeah. that notion that, I mean, I understand that it's like you can't, it can't just be therapeutic, but it is therapeutic. Um, so uh, uh, part of being able to write a memoir well is you have to, you have to be able to look at yourself honestly Um you have to look at your own responsibility in a situation. You know, the world doesn't happen to you uh, solely. I mean, sure, that's sometimes, you know, to some extent the world happens to you. But also it's like what's interesting in memoir is not the world happening to you. What's interesting in memoir is what you do with the things that happen to you. And that's what people are reading mm-hmm. memoir for. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so, and in that way it's therapeutic and, uh, and to some extent life-changing because when you write memoir, what you're really doing is you're, you're not wanting to recount what happened to you. You're wanting to figure out uh, what, why, you know, things went the way they did. You want to, it's like a, it's, mm-hmm. a it's, writing memoir comes from a desire to understand yourself. And that means that you can't know everything as you set out to write memoir and you have to use the writing really that's the beauty of memoir is you use the writing to find out um, uh, who you are and and who mm-hmm. you were inside of a situation and and that's to me that's really the most therapeutic part of it um, like I said earlier in the show you make se- it's to make sense of, of yourself and what ha- what's happened mm-hmm. to you well, and in the truth of memoir, your your book all about writing memoirs with you know truth mm-hmm. and honesty. You you wrote about when you were penning the memoir Loose Girl and how the one scene you rewrote it a dozen times and you kept writing mm-hmm. it from the perspective of being a victim, being molested by someone. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, you and your girlfriends had gone into the city and uh, you were I think it was thirteen at the time and mm-hmm. you know. 
you had just, you had gotten stuck and so these these men were driving you home and then you sort of have this revelation that you had maybe not been writing the whole truth how did you come to shift your perspective on this memory and sort of write it in a way that felt authentic and included the introspection you had it now as an adult looking back on that time well i think that's one of the uh one of the ways that that the reason i tell that story i told that story um a number of times when I when I t- inside of teaching memoir because um, the key really to writing memoir is getting to that truth and it's usually a truth that is um, sometimes shameful or it's it's not the truth that that would be easy to tell you know um, and it does take a certain amount of bravery um, that that situation so you know what I what I came to is that I wasn't purely a victim of course yes um, I was a victim but also I had sort of I had sort of I was there was something about it that I wanted that gave me power Um, and that's when I understood finally the true theme of of my book Um, Mm -hmm. and you know I don't know I don't know um, that how how it's going to go for everybody but I know for me that it was as I was writing that scene again and again, I could feel the ways in which it was like not a new story. There was nothing, there was something that wasn't completely authentic in the way I was writing it until I got to that deeper truth. And also it just didn't feel, it wasn't quite jiving with me as to mm-hmm. what had actually happened or, or what it, why I felt like I even needed to write this story. You know, usually there's something inside of the why the why you need to write this story, why you need to tell this story that that contains that that nugget of truth that you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What like when writing? I mean, you're writing difficult scenes, and I think especially in terms of you know being molested or abused in any way, it was mm-hmm. it was interesting in the book, The Truth of Memoir. You kind of um, one of the exercises you suggested was to write from the other person's perspective to kind mm-hmm. of get that that full view. And I thought that was such a great tip because in memoir, sometimes we can get caught up in the story that we remember, the way we remember it, and right. we don't really dig below the surface to say, okay, how does this look from the outside? You know, am I writing this from the victim perspective or from somebody that's able to see the full thing? So I thought that was, that was a really great um, piece of advice. What was the best writing re- advice you've ever received? Uh, probably the best writing advice was just to keep writing <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's really the key, you know, the key to writing is, is unfortunately is there's no special thing. Uh, there's no special uh, secret that you don't know about yet. The bottom line is, is you just got to keep writing. You just got to keep doing it. You have to be willing to write badly, which you'll continue to do even after you're an established writer. There are just times where it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's not feeling uh, as good as it should, um, but but to keep writing is is the only way that you're going to get to the good writing. Great advice. If there was one thing you wish for people to take away from your work, Carrie, what would it be? I think a sense of being less alone in the world. Uh, that's really my main hope 
with my work and it's what I came to reading for. I mean, that's what changed my life as a reader and made me want to be a writer. So was was seeing myself on the page of other people's work. So so I would say feeling less alone and feeling a sense of connection in the world. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Carrie. I really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Everyone, Carrie Cohen can be found at carrie-cohen.com. That's K-E-R-R-Y-Cohen, C-O-H-E-N.com. Win a free copy of The Truth of Memoir by signing up for my newsletter at crystalleequival.com. Join us next time on Literary Speaking for more tips and tricks on how to get your work published. Keep the conversation going on Twitter at WriterCrystal. I'm your host, Crystal Equival. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep writing. Thank you for listening to Literary Speaking with your host, Crystal Lee Quibell. To start discovering how you can begin telling your story, go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com. And sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter. Join us again next week for more advice from your favorite authors and publishing professionals.